The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, welcome to the show, appreciate you tuning in, especially if it's your first time. I have a lot of new Spotify listeners, so welcome to the show, hopefully it won't be too terrible for you. I think I might have mentioned that Kellen Smith was going to be this week's interview, but that's going to be next week. I need a little bit more time to edit that one, and this week I've got an interview with Lucas Sapira. Lucas was one of the speakers, uh, kind of surprise speakers, for the Body Piercing Archive exhibit at the APP conference uh, last month. And I was lucky enough to sit down with Lucas for a little bit and kind of just talk about his perspective on his art. Um, Lucas was really influential to me uh, during the the BME days. It was one of the first exposures I had to scarification, and he had such a unique style and such a unique um, presentation. You know, he, he collaborated with some really cool photographers, and he had a lot of really interesting work, and it was it was inspiring to me. You know, and that was a, a big part of how I got into scarification, so, you know, I just wanted to kind of say thanks to Lucas for that. Lucas doesn't just define himself as a body art practitioner, though. He defines himself as a a transdisciplinary artist, so lots of different forms of art that he does, uh, photography and performance, ritual, and um, he's one of those world travelers in our industry, you know, and sometimes people might say, oh, hey, Ryan, you know, you travel so much, and uh, when you compare it to someone like Lucas or or Sampa or someone else who's just constantly on the road. You know, I don't really feel like I travel that much at all. So we we talk a a lot about um, his perspective on life, his perspective on travel and the world. We talk about his current projects, the the Chaos Chronicles with his daughter. Uh, We talk about body modification. We talk about his travels. We talk about his his performance. Um, And it's a, a really good conversation. So as I am recording this intro right now, I am getting ready to leave for the UK APP conference. I'll be leaving for that in just a few days. I think this episode will post live while I'm in Manchester, England for UK APP. Uh, and then just a few days after that, I'll be at BMXNet in Essen, Germany. Hopefully going to get some some more interviews for you and I'll get all that stuff online. Just to let you know, uh, I do have that November 4th, Sunday, November 4th class in Hamilton, Ontario. Um, By the time that this episode goes live, I might have registration open for it. You can go to precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars. If registration is open, that's where all the info is going to be. I also finally got my web store online. Uh, That's going to be just right on precisionbodyarts.com. Just click on the, the shop tab. I've got some t-shirts on there. They're moving pretty fast, though, so if you want one, I would say try to grab one within the next week or two. I've got my Don't External Thread on Me shirt. Got a good amount of those left. I've got the Defend Piercing shirt, a good amount of those. Almost out of the Piercing Wizard shirts. That was a design from a year or two ago. I don't have a lot left or a lot of sizes. Uh, So if you want one of those, go grab one of those. They're at a special low price. I also have a really ridiculous um, Spock shirt that's kind of like a stupid industry pun. So if you want to grab anything like that, um, it helps support the show. I appreciate all that stuff. So let's get into this week's interview with Lucas Apira, and I'll be back after that. It's always difficult to introduce yourself, but uh, I think my name is Lucas Pira. Uh, I'm well known and uh, I guess I'm interviewed because I'm a body modification artist since a really long time but actually uh, I consider myself as a transdisciplinary artist because before doing body modification I was already doing some kind of art, I was doing uh, installation, painting and a lot of things like that. I'm really interested in conceptual art Mm -hmm. and uh, and, and since since a long time I do also like some photo I do some videos uh, I work on a project called the Chaos Chronicles because of my uh, body modification work work I, I start to travel a lot and always uh, wanted I like to, to do some picture and everything creative and uh, and I start to work on a project with my daughter who traveled with me since She's six. She's 22 now, mm-hmm. and uh, we we start to document a little bit, take some picture, and so now one of my main 
walk euh, chacun petite like artist to, to take picture text video when I travel but uh, I do a uh, lot of body modification uh, uh, also and uh, it's also through the body modification scene that I travel a lot because I have a lot of contact a lot of connection and and some of communities like uh, it's a community I mean yeah. you know yeah. there's some people uh, some people who well, like everywhere some people like me some people who don't but mm -hmm. there's some people who respect me and uh, help me a little bit so uh, pretty much everywhere in the world where I go I travel uh, I, I travel a little bit every, I travel every, everywhere but I have uh, yeah I have always someone who offer me a place where to stay a bit of work and uh, I have a nomadic life since uh, 18 years. I I, I've noticed that. You, you've bounced around quite a bit, whether it was Europe or US, South America, Japan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I map different parts of the world depending on the opportunities. But basically, I was starting to traveling uh, back uh, the end of the 90s. But just, uh, just like most of us who travel a lot, You know, we've still uh, like a base in France, but in 2003 I had a fire that burned down my shop and my apartment. So I ended up with nothing, pretty wow. much. And uh, so I start to I start to go to one place and another and another, and uh, I never really stopped since. Uh, and I still uh, I keep on going going like that. Sometimes I I stay a little bit longer in Japan because my wife in, is living in Japan, so I spend a lot of time there. Spend a lot of time in Australia, but depending on the various period of the the uh, of. Some some years. Uh, sorry, I have my Spanish coming to my mind <laughs> because I've been in Mexico for a month and I have hard time to speak English. But yes, sometimes I, I I'm in Asia or this side of the world for four years and uh, now I uh, I book a ticket for Colombia uh, beginning of February and uh, I didn't took my plane back to uh, to Europe mm -hmm. and uh, since I'm just going around with uh, I have some friends who tell me. Yeah, same thing you know I was in Mexico I wanted to go to Mexico and I got a lot of support from the scene I did a lot of workshop uh, doing some procedure as well I was one month from one city to the to the other from uh, from a guest spot and a friend's place to, to another no I'm here I don't I arrive at Uh, I have no plan. I didn't even have a room when yeah. I arrived. You know, I arrived. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I arrived this morning. I didn't even have a room and uh, start to speak with some friend and I end up in a, a, a friend has a mattress for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, I always have my blanket and my pillow and uh, I just go from one place to the other like that. But you know, it's it's working and uh, I'm going to Portland. I'm going to. Uh, travel a little bit west coast, going back to Mexico, I'm going to the convention in Peru. So do you feel like, when you think of home in your mind, where do you think of? Is it France? Is it is it somewhere else? I have, my heart is in France. Mm -hmm. My heart is in France, but I wouldn't live in France. I, there's a lot of things I don't like in France, uh, and even like, Well, for 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 a lot of things, but 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 yeah, my art is in France and uh, and culturally and also artistically, you know, France is very uh, strong culture of art in mm -hmm. general, you know, and we like to talk about a lot of things, you know. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, We uh, brain jerk off all of <laughs> and uh, we like to talk about philosophy and this kind of thing. And I like this, to have this kind of conversation sometimes, but I have only with uh, close friends in France because we are a little bit in the same, same state of mind. But, mm -hmm. but in the same time, you know, when I, when I go when I go in Mexico for for some times like that, and I see. Uh, Everything you know, the the country, the people, the vibes. Uh, I I feel at home some somehow, and uh, and a lot of friends say, "Oh, you're you're, you're Mexican," you know. Yeah. And uh, if I go to Australia, same thing. You know, I, I I like everywhere in the world. You know, I think there is no like uh, the perfect place in the world. Mm -hmm. I thought a lot about. Okay, if I had to stop, because uh, after 10, 15 years, you know, people always say, oh, but you're going to stop one day. So you can start to make up your mind on the fact you're going to stop and where am I, am I going to stop? I love New York. I love, for me, it's the most interesting city in the world, yeah. you know. But uh, in one, in the few one of the few places I can stay more than two or three months, usually I'm always on the, on the move. 
I really like the vibes. But in the same time, uh, I love Berlin. Mm. Uh, I love uh, I love New Zealand. I love Japan. I love Mexico. Mm. I love uh, I love Argentina. Yeah. Well, so, that you know, some people might say it's cliche, but the whole the term like citizen of the world. I I yeah. I, I, I honestly really feel like a citizen of the of the world. You yeah. Know? Uh, and I build a lot on for many years. You know, I build a lot of strong friendship mm. in some place where I can go. I, I know I can go to Brazil with uh, with no money in my pocket mm. and uh, nothing, and just uh, end up to a friend's place and yeah. stay there for a month. And yeah. people take care of me and so on. And it's, it's uh, if. Yeah, I feel I'm a little bit everywhere, and to go from Brazil to a friend's place to uh, Europe to another friend's place is like to go to from one neighborhood yeah. to another one. Yeah, kind you of. You just got to take a plane instead yeah, of a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wish for the plane it would be more easy. Like with the US, I have a lot mm. of problem with the traveling with planes is becoming a little bit of a pain. I, I travel a lot more and more uh, by by car, by train, by bus, uh, which I, I, I didn't do before. But I know in Europe, I travel in Europe, which is good. You have uh, like access to 27 countries mm. uh, pretty easily, 500 kilometers between uh, like about 700 miles between uh, all the, 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 the countries. So it's pretty easy. So traveling by car is definitely less hassle than uh, taking the the plane, and even in US, for US, Canada, Mexico, I try to take the bus as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's funny. The, the, I think it's a, some kind of paradox. Uh, it's a parenthesis, but uh, but we we live in a, in a, in. In a time where you can travel everywhere, yeah, and it's getting cheaper, uh, but in the same time it's getting more complicated. Yeah, more of a hassle. Yeah, more of more of a hassle, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, do you consider yourself um, one type of artist first, or do you just consider yourself an artist, and, and all the different aspects are part of your art? Yeah, for me, for me, it's different way of expression, but uh, I consider myself really as a transdisciplinary artist. Mm -hmm. For me. Uh, you know, I like to write because uh, there's something that you, you you express perfectly with a writing. At least I express perfectly with a writing. But some other things is going to do uh, to be with photography. Uh, some other things going to be with video. I love the storytelling. Uh, yeah, I love, I love the storytelling. And the storytelling, you know, you can tell story with, with, with a lot of different things. Um, when I start to work on the, on the body, and what for me is really, really interesting with the body, it's, uh, but there's a lot of different things. For, for me, it's really uh, using the, the, the body as an artistic tool mm -hmm. is really interesting because somehow you put in a social context a piece of art. Mm. You know, usually when you have, you can do a lot of different, use lots of different medium, but there's always a distanciation between the spectator and the, and, the, and the piece of art. And people can just pass like that and no really notice it. You know, you can do exhibition, people are mm -hmm. just here drinking and- But if don't the really artist is the person, the person but, walks but, through the world. But yeah, yeah when art. you arrive, when you have bone modification and, uh, and stuff like that, you know, you, it, it, it confronts the people to, to something. So you have question, you mm -hmm. have a lot of, and like I was saying, for me, what's interesting is the, the concept, conceptual aspect, or the philosophy behind it. So to have this direct confrontation with the people, the the, the, the question that uh, the, the transformation bring, and so is uh, is really interesting. And also, I think the the tool is a, the body uh, as a tool is really interesting because also you know there is a lot of uh, psychological mm -hmm. impact. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's for for me body modification is really interesting for that. But in the same time, it's it's one specific thing, and you can't express everything through that and uh, yeah I like to do I, I, I like to do photos because I like to I, I have two different kind of work on photo I work uh, I, I have some photo I work on the studio under the blow your mind name uh, that's some no uh, which we, which is really like I, I work the picture like a, like a painting mm -hmm. but basically I start to work with, with this technique because uh, I, I was painting before but when I was traveling I couldn't paint anymore so I start to do like some kind of photo painting. For me, it's just an image. I don't really consider it as a as a photo. I don't use a, uh, the technique of photo. I just use like a, the camera as a black box and mm -hmm. walk in a, in the dark. And I really like the 
the, the single image, yeah, the composition is really uh, special. Uh, and I have another kind of work which is more like a street photography. Uh, okay. I really like to do the 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 everyday thing that we don't really notice, but that are for me really interesting, you know. Uh, like the small like details of life. Small detail of life, yeah. uh, people, like the old ladies who are doing things, that the, uh, yeah, all the people who usually you don't notice, you don't, you know, it's not, it's not like spectacular for enough for do, to do a vice, uh, whatever, it's not uh, interesting enough for that, that, but in the same time, this is what makes the re reality of life. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, I like to call it the transitory space. And uh, I work with, on this project with my daughter called the Chaos Chronicles, and we document a lot the, the, the world, uh, the, the way we see it, because uh, I, I, if you want me to talk about it. Yeah, yeah I, whatever yeah. you like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because uh, with the body modification work, I've been traveling in a lot of places in, in the world, and always when you come back to Europe, you. Uh, to your friend, to the familiar things, you know, you speak with the people and, and there is always a difference because uh, most, of, lot of people have a, have a wrong perception, I think, of the world because yeah. because it it, it, it it's it's what is given to, to them, you especially know? the people that don't travel because yeah. they they only see it on TV or exactly. on the internet, and they don't experience the e life of exactly. It. So I, I, at some point with my daughter, we wanted to we wanted to show the way we see the world so we start to document it for that and uh, we uh, we open an instagram on, under the name of the chaos chronicles mm -hmm. uh, where we put all the photo every day four five ten sometimes new photo of things we we grab on the way that we think is interesting we do uh, some short movies also we did a series of six for the moment uh, that we're going to release uh, they have been released in german and french Uh, a few years ago, but we're going to release it in September in the Spanish and English version, oh. uh, one it's one every month. Uh, so I invite you uh, to look at it definitely. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so my my first knowledge of you was through BME, uh -huh. um, and that was maybe around 1999, 2000, something like that. So how did you how did you find that online internet community? Was it that you were You were already doing body modification and performance, and then that group found you, or did you kind of find BME and then start to share things through that? Um, I was uh, interested by the internet pretty early, but well, early uh, from '95-'96, I start to I start to be interested. Uh, I'm not I'm not a geek at all, mm -hmm. uh, but I uh, surrounded by friends who, who are, and I'm really interested by uh, new technology and stuff like that, and. Yeah, the, the the internet was something really interesting, and I just, uh, I just uh, also um, I always have uh, it's maybe my arrogant French side, but I always uh, I always push a lot my work because uh, because I f I think it's part of the it's part of the process as an artist to to, to show it. So uh, when I was doing body modification, I was working uh, closely with a photographer who has been uh, actually my mentor in, in photography. His name is Gnome. And uh, he was taking picture, a lot of picture of my uh, of my work, and I was sending it, sending box of pictures to all the magazines. That's why I've been in a lot of magazines yeah, for a long yeah. time. I well, was it was such a unique style. You yeah. know, and it might not even have, you know, before you'd even see the name on it, uh, for you or the, for, for the photographer, you would know. Uh, uh, I, I know that that's Lucas and that's that's known. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's what I wanted to, to, to do, to really create uh, an identity and, and, and especially uh, like uh, an artistic approach because I really like body modification But it's always something that bothers me when it's a little bit too much in your face. Mm -hmm. I like when uh, I mean I don't have I don't I don't have anything against extreme. Mm -hmm. It can be as extreme as possible. But for me, there is a way. There is a path. You know, maybe it's the the, the artistic approach. You yeah. know, which is you know has to yeah very. Very, very your, work, your work seems like you would you would look at a person as a blank canvas and you would imagine what would be best for, uh, for their canvas rather than just thinking I'm going to add to a collection and more exactly, and more and more, yeah, and more. Yeah, yeah. for me it's all about the construction it's all about the, 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 the point behind it mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and how you're going to 
because there's so so much interesting things to to pass to the to the people who don't know body modification to to pass with with what we do because the, the I think the work we do is really important for a lot of different reasons I think um, you know in history the body always belongs to someone else you mm -hmm. know to the doctor to the whatever religion whatever you know always somebody say that's the you know the body of God right or this is the, the and for me it's really interesting the the, the, the body modification uh, as as the way of uh, uh, reappropriation of the self. Uh, I think that is really important and uh, really interesting. But also I think uh, we are at, the, at, at a big change in, in the humanity in the same time, and, and maybe it's for that reason that we start to reappropriate ourselves. It's like w the evolution of the humanity is not going to be anymore a natural evolution. Mm -hmm. We now have the tool yeah. to change the evolution. To change you know? our own evolution. Exact, exactly. And I think it's really important. And what we do, you know, is, is not anecdotic. It's, what we do is really part of something that, that tells something about about our time mm -hmm. and, and, and what the future of humanity may be. So um, it's, it's just not about like uh, uh, do something cool, but also about thinking about Transformation. Transformation, evolution. exactly. And uh, and for me, uh, I always saw the, the, the body modification as a tool to uh, to transform the, the, the self, but really deeply. No, not only uh, not only uh, changing the, 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 the appearance, but uh, uh, changing also uh, what we are inside. You know, uh, uh, I am Lucas Pira is an anagram of my uh, birth name. Yeah, and, I never knew uh, that. I, I, I actually started the process when I was uh, having uh, my first artistic approach. For me, it was necessary to uh, to change something into my name because I was four and six later, mm -hmm. and uh, and I had a lot of you know all the past attached to, to this name, and I, I, I needed a, I needed a break. I needed to change something, and uh, I'm really into a surrealistic um, whatever you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and the anagram was uh, really interesting. So I changed my name like that. I took all the letters, mixed it up, create Lucas Pira. Mm. And uh, when I started to do bonification, it was, it was later. And uh, when I started to do bonification, for me, it was a little bit like that, like a way to, uh, to take the piece of myself mm. and, and to change it into something, something else. You still have the same piece, but there is some you put right. behind, some you put in the front. And I, I think the, 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 the process of of really, uh, of really, yeah, transforming, transforming oneself is uh, is, is really uh, is really interesting. Yeah, I, I know you have kind of a famous tattoo like a butterfly. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's you know, it's like metamorphosis. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Completely, yeah. completely. And um, and for me, it's to uh, you know, if you change yourself, if you change yourself, you 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 need. You need also, you know, you can't, you can't work. A lot of people say, oh, you can't work in an office or in a bank. Yeah, fuck, thank mm -hmm. you. know, uh, and for me, it's interesting also to, in the body modification as a necessity for us to create another kind of society, mm -hmm. because you need, you need to live. You need to, you need to, you need to have a life. <laughs> you need, you, you need to have a business. You need to, to, you, you need to live like a, like everyone, but you, you live on the side. So somehow for me, body modification also was a way to create another kind of society. I just kind of regret that I see often like the same pattern, like uh, when I see in the body modification scene, uh, uh, racism, sexism, and these kind of things, it really bothers me. Yeah. You know? uh, because you would almost expect that people that can have that sort of evolved thought process for their own bodies. Yeah. How can you be so close-minded when it comes to exactly, others? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and how can you ask a respect if you can't show respect right. to, to exactly. other things? Yeah. So that, that's a little thing that bothers me. And if I have a message to, to pass, is maybe like to think a little bit about that. You know, if we, if we want to be different, if we if we want to to create something else, maybe also we have to, we've not maybe we have. I think we we definitely have to uh, to change a, a little our self of our state of mind, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, it's it's an important part for me. Uh, it's an important part for me, you know. I expect yeah. from the people who, who are like uh, heavily, heavily modified to 
yeah, to show respect to someone who's gay, uh, transgender, or, or black, or whatever color, or come from whatever planet, you yeah. know, who give a shit, you know. I think this community is maybe better than society as a whole. Yes. But still, work to be done. Yeah, yeah, work to be done. It's mm. not a criticize, it's mm. just like, a, like to say... Uh, we can do better. Yeah, yeah. Look inside sometimes. <laughs> we can do yeah. better. Yeah. So you know, I, I kind of notice similarities between certain people in the industry, and, and when BME really started to to draw in a lot of people from the ah, outside. Yeah, that was your question at first. Yeah, oh, dude, I came to BME, and oh. I say I was sending the thing to the magazine, and it's, I think it's Chanel Laurent. Yeah. At the time, who start to catch my work, I don't remember exactly what the connection start but it was like uh, uh, back uh, 97 98 and uh, Shannon really liked the, the my, my my work and mm -hmm. start to put it uh, to put it online and uh, that of course pushed me a lot right yeah <coughs> and I went to the modcon and after the modcon after the first modcon that's that's why I start to have this uh, this uh, international dimension that mm -hmm. was uh, good and bad in the same time, you know, because I had this uh, reputation to be the arrogant French guy <laughs> because I always speak a lot and always conceptualize everything. Yeah, I always have, have an advice on something. So you know, at the I time, think I don't. I don't think it was that you came <laughs> off as as rude or something. I think it was that you were just so different. Than yeah, people yeah, because yeah, you know you were yeah. you were pushing it as an art form, and I remember it was really influential on on me because uh, I've. I've never told you this because it's kind of embarrassing for me, but there was there was a tattoo convention in Massachusetts uh -huh. in 2000, uh -huh. and this is before I was really on BME, before I was doing uh -huh. my own scarification, and you were there, and you were just kind of hanging out with your friends, and I was like, oh my god, that's Lucas Sapira from, from BME, and I just followed you around for like a half an hour, and I was too nervous uh -huh. to say hello, you know? And then um, your work really influenced a, a lot of my work for scarification, you know? And you. I saw what you did and what you were capable of, and uh -huh. I was like, that it completely changes my my opinion on what can be done with the body and what you can do to like push the artistry but you know uh, self-expression and, uh -huh. and all these things you know and it seems like you kind of connected to, to people around the world that, that thought in a similar way like Sampa and Steve uh -huh. Hayworth and uh -huh. Shannon and, and whoever else you know and yeah, it was just yeah. it was a really cool time to see all those people start to yes, come together and express yes, themselves yes 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 it was it was really cool you know it for for, for a long time you, for a long time it was really uh, it, it was really building something you know we, we were building some we were building something after same thing you know but if, uh, you know we're not going to rewrite history but after like stupid things happen that that create some competition that uh, I mm. think are a little bit stupid and, and, and were really counterproductive yeah and uh, and it's because of of little politics that I, I, I step away from the from the scene, not, not being so so involved, mm -hmm. and and keep on doing my things, you know, with body modification inside. Yeah. But kind of some people thought I retired, you know. I didn't retire, you know. I just I just kept on doing my my things without being like so involved only in the, in the body modification scene and, uh, and to wider my my uh, artistic expression in, uh, in into different forms I, I think some people that are that are into body modification they obsess so much about it that that becomes their identity it's like they're a suspension artist they're yeah. a tattooist they're a body piercer but uh, they're not they're not more than that, you know, uh, and I think, you know, yeah, if, exactly, if you get a little yeah. bit bored with one form of art, you move on to something else that yeah. you can express yourself through. Yeah. yeah, and anyway, I never stopped to, I never stopped to do, I never stopped to talk about it. For mm -hmm. me, it's a really important thing, but uh, again, I, I like to talk about, like, uh, the, 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 yeah, the philosophy behind it, this, uh, I, I work a lot on, uh, I create a movement called the body activism, um, which is talking about this uh, transformation of the humanity and what we're going to become and and I start to to, to ask through manifesto different kind of question but uh, I've been like uh, grabbed by uh, by uh, anthropologists sociologists or or even psychanalysts um, there's a book coming out next year um, uh, I, I have to put it a little bit into context. There was a really important book, book in uh, 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 anthropology and psychology uh, on the construction of the self. Mm -hmm. uh, was being written in, uh, in back in the 80s. It's called Le Moi Po, the 
the self skin mm -hmm. and um, well, it's a book about the, the really the, the way we construct the personality and then this book has been really important on anthropology because he explained even like the even the, the beginning of the body modification you, you explain all the process or why, why we use the body in, in a certain way and how we communicate with it even mm -hmm. without noticing it and from, uh, from the 80s? That's from the 80s? From the 80s, oh. yeah. Uh, Didier Anzieux. The, I think, I think uh, uh, there's probably uh, an English version because even if in, uh, in anthropology, in uh, psychology, in, uh, in, in English, there's a lot of influence from, from this book. It has been mm. really important. And there's a new book uh, coming. It's called The Moi Cyborg. So the first one was The Moi Peau, The, the Self Skin. Mm -hmm. And the new book is called The, the, the Self Cyborg. And it kind of take the same uh, postulat uh, on the, the first book, but on a transhumanistic approach. And uh, I've been a uh, lot in uh, with a lot of conversation with the guy who's writing the book mm -hmm. uh, to, to, because he used a little bit my work and, uh, and the things I'm talking about through the body activism, etc., to, to do the book. And I think it's really... Uh, it's really inter interesting and it's this kind of things more than the procedure because I mean the procedure was really exciting for me uh, at the beginning because uh, it was uh, everything was new you know and uh, now I, I mean I like to do some procedure but I, I like the challenge I, I don't like to be uh, uh, caught into uh, any routine you know mm -hmm. and uh, so I know what is interesting for me more than the the procedure is the experience with it. Yeah. And I start to um, uh, I start to work a lot on the ritualistic mm -hmm. approach uh, of the the body modification, even suspension, because I notice like whatever we do uh, as far as body modification, we always. Uh, there is always an impact that we don't really uh, completely understand and, and not really uh, uh, use, you know, at the way it could be used. You mm -hmm. know, uh, we do transformation. We, we are going far. We, it's a lot of energy, lot of, lot of different things, stress, preparation, transformation, etc., etc. But we, but we don't intellectualize. We don't ritualize. Mm -hmm. We don't create a pattern. It's, so it's too, I don't know, plain or sterile or protected. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we lose something. So now, uh, as far as uh, procedure is, is concerned, what is interesting for me is not anymore the the the, the capacity at doing some to do something like uh, crazy or extreme or whatever we did pretty much everything but the way we do it right and in most of my work and uh, and uh, I have tattoo on my hand and uh, it's my mojo for everything is like the sometimes the journey is more important than the goal mm. and uh, yeah I think there is a lot to to take even uh, like for the suspension I do more and more like some uh, uh, kind of ritualization of the suspension, etc., to really uh, get everything we could get from uh, from the experience. If we uh, if we know exactly what the experience is about, mm. and uh, the experience is not only about uh, transforming the body, but really uh, uh, somehow transforming the self. Yeah. Mm. How do you incorporate, or or do you like to incorporate performance into ritual? Like, do you like to have? Other people in, involved in it, or do you like to be more of a no? Thing? For me, there's two different things. For me, there is really the, the performance where you you use the, the possibility you have to create a show, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, even if there is an, a ritual aspect in uh, the show, but uh, it's still a show. Mm -hmm. After, when it's a ritual, it's a beaucoup, uh, beaucoup. <laughs> speaking French. <laughs> When uh, when it's a ritual is much more intimist. Mm -hmm. uh, I I can tell you an experience really interesting. I work a lot uh, on the around the ritual uh, in different ways. Uh, I experience ayahuasca, peyote. I mean in a ritualistic context, not only for the plant, but really same thing for the journey with a shaman with the right person. I experience a lot of things like that, and uh, and I. I I kind of saw that you know you can use the whatever plants or, but when we use suspension, is is the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's like using a plant, but we never really uh, ritualize 
the the process uh, the way the way it could be and and when you go to do uh, ayahuasca or whatever you know you can find a super good shaman but the problem there is uh, even if the experience is good there's always a gap between your what culturally you are made of and what they are made of you mm-hmm. know what I mean, I mean there's you, you, you don't belong to their culture and they don't in any way they are, they are living a little bit in the past I mean there are some codes who are really interesting and and, and at the time when they you know you can't you can't take something uh, I, 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 I have to say it I, I always had a little problem with the modern primitive movement mm-hmm. because for me it was like a, some kind of cultural spoli- spoliation. It, it did seem like that, like it was, they're just trying to copy something they've seen exactly. instead of finding it's, something it's, of their it's, own. It's, it's, it's somehow, yeah, there's something missing. And so I find, I kind of took all the pattern I see in all the ritual experience because there is always a pattern, you know, a way you construct the, 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 the journey to the moment you're going to take the the, the plant, you know, with uh, uh, cleaning yourself, uh, burning sage or whatever to mm-hmm. clean the space, etc., etc. It's, it's not something magic. It's like it's like if you if you burn sage in a space, you know, it's not like oh, it's going to be a cool thing. But no, it's just because it's just to start to the, the sacralization mm-hmm. of the space. And so on and so on. And there is a lot of pattern like this that if you start to understand, okay, this is for the sacralization. This is to clean the mind. This mm-hmm. is to clean the body. You know, you wash yourself. I shave myself when I do something. It, it, all this process, there is a reason. And, and, and the same reason with different pattern is used in different places of the world in a lot of different rituals. So I was thinking we can do that for the suspension because the suspension is like a plant, you know, because it's going to create some some chemical reaction, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et I mean, it's, it's, it's really po- something powerful. So I, I was uh, I was few years ago I was asked by a friend of mine who do uh, art piece to uh, Louis Louis Fleischer. Uh, he's doing like some uh, lever. He has amazing courses. Yes, and exactly. All. It's so cool. And uh, and uh, one day he told me, oh, I want to do a series of pieces who are like uh, filled with the energy of the people, and I would like you to do uh, some kind of ritual and make make a mask for you. And um, I was yeah okay uh, okay, and he did the mask, and I could have done like a suspension, but for me. When he told me that, I don't know, he put something in my mind, like he wanted to, the, the piece to be filled with something. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, it, it was necessary to fill with something real, you know? And uh, for three years, I didn't, I didn't do anything, you know? He asked me, and we, st- we start to prepare everything. For three years, we didn't do anything. And, and uh, last year, I was, uh, I was, I don't know, I was in a point of my of my life where I had to I had to create really like a break, you know, a before and an after, and I, and I I told myself, okay, that's that's now, okay, and um, and I create this self ritual where I I took uh, Luis and of a friend Beto from uh, Santa Sangre. Uh, from Germany, well, from the Germany, is Mexican but living in Germany. Mm-hmm. I took them as kind of my shaman, the, the people who were going to uh, to take me uh, through the journey. I create everything with them, all the codes uh, that I wanted to. That was really important for me, uh, from the cleaning to I was buried, I was. I was suspended. I, I did a lot of things, everything in silence. I create a circle where only seven friends were there, and uh, but I create a circle of 23 friends around the world who were present somehow mm-hmm. uh, during the whole thing, and uh, it was an experience completely, uh, completely amazing because it's somehow like if I had created the perfect ritual for me. You know, I, I've been, uh, been, uh, I've been taking the boat for days on on the Amazon to to, to find shaman or whatever. You can find people, but 
again, you know, they don't know you exactly. They don't know exactly your code and 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 the things they are doing are, are a little bit out of date for us. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's interesting. There's of course uh, really interesting things to to get from it, but but I think there's a connection to make between between all this culture that we completely forgot and, and, right. and that I think for us is really important because I think one part of the problem of the society, if we are a little bit lost, I think it's also because we lose uh, we, we lose the ritual that was that were necessary to mark different mm. etap uh, step of the of the life. So yeah, I think there's really there's we are doing something really interesting. We uh, we connect with things who are really interesting, but there's uh, still some missing link. And I think more than the the, the the technique or whatever, I think this is something we should consider a little bit more. Because also uh, all this ritual, all this kind of approach, are also not only a way to, to play with the body, but really to transform the self. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that through all of human history, there's been some sort of magic ritual, something that you express uh -uh. what's inside of you, you know? And, and I think as society changes, you know, whether it's religious dogma or whether it's politics or whether it's internet or, or whatever, you know, um, people kind of lose that self and they want to just copy uh -huh. what they see and they, uh -huh. they want to be the same as everything and, and rather than expressing what's what's inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you, you've always had a really interesting eye, you know, and uh, through all the different things I've seen, uh, photography work and body modification work and, and everything, it's, it's, it's really distinct as, you know, Lucas, you know, uh -huh. it's, it's just cool to see it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I try to. Uh, but somebody asked me before. Uh, if somebody wants to start uh, do a performance and was blown away by the, by the exhibition, uh, which is here, beautiful exhibition. Uh, by the way, uh, congratulations for the APP. For if I was, I have goosebumps. Uh, it took me like a minute to step into the the the, the room of John John. The, the, the exhibition is really. Really interesting and powerful, and uh, and yeah, this guy I, I guess has been uh, like me a little bit, and even more because he doesn't know, you know, he just just arrived in the room, so that, so he got really inspired, and he told me what 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 should I do if I want to do uh, suspense uh, performance, and I say, you look at everything, you know, uh, everything in the exhibition, you look at it, you you. You fill up your mind with it, and after you for, forget it, and you do your own thing. You know, don't 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 do uh, of this style, of this style, of this style. You know, you know that everything that is here is is part of the possible, but create your own. You know, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, Be well, because the 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 artists that really stand out, they stand out because they're unique. Exactly. They're, they're not just copying someone else. Exactly. Yeah. So when you see someone like. You know, Stellark, or uh -huh. or you know, it's because it's so different. Yeah. That it just slaps you in the face, and you can't you can't not look at it. Uh -huh. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's really incredible. Cool. Well, uh, so um, what was your what was your Instagram chaos? The Chaos Chronicles. Chaos Chronicles. Is there anything else that you would want people to know? Websites or anywhere else that they can find you online? Uh, well, like I was saying, I have a nomadic life, and uh, I bought a ticket uh, a few months ago to arrive in Colombia. And uh, I don't have a return ticket to Europe, mm -hmm. and so I'm between uh, Canada and Patagonia, uh, traveling for probably uh, uh, till uh, probably almost a year. So if you want me to come around, because I'm moving with the the wind and uh, with the my friend, the invitation, the plan, the the guest spot, etc., etc., the performance I have to do. So uh, you know, if you feel like uh, all support is welcome, and I would be happy to go in any country I've never been. Cool. <laughs> Are there many countries you haven't been to yet? I've been to 55, 56 countries. Wow. So. It leave me a little bit yeah. of uh, of uh, yeah. I mean, 
if I, I have to do a lot of country every year yeah. if I want to be able to do the 196 country we have yeah. in the world, if I'm so right. So do you still have kind of like a mental list of top places you'd want to go or are you just open to go with the wind? No, I go with the wind yeah. and, uh, and I like to be surprised, I like to be lost mm -hmm. and it, it, honestly to, 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 to be lost is becoming almost, uh, I know for everyone it's stressful to not, say, not knowing this, this, this. For me, like I, I arrived at, at the DIPP uh, today, I don't, I don't have a room, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I didn't prepare anything, I arrived, uh, I, I, I always forget everything, uh, but, but I, I like the, the, the fact that it confronts you to things that are completely unexpected. Right. And I, I, I find it fascinating and I like to, to, I like to go to country I don't know, to meet new people, mm. to be confronted to a new situation, uh, to be uh, surprised, a bit lost, a bit dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have been some of the more surprising places you've been to? Like ones where you maybe didn't expect much but you got a really rich experience? Many, many, many. Yeah, I mean, it must be tough when you've been to that many countries yeah, to really kind of... Many, uh, I have so much good experience, surprising experience, but it's sometimes like, a, I don't know, like a, a, tons of story, you know, but uh, but I like the I like the connection. You know, when I was when I booked my ticket to go to to Colombia, I was I wanted to go to Peru. I had no plan. Was with my daughter. I met a guy in uh, I met a guy in uh, in Berlin, and uh, and uh, the guy told me, oh, I'm uh, from uh, from Peru. Uh, I can help you a little bit. There, uh, okay, cool. And a few weeks after, uh, a friend of mine post something on Facebook that he had a problem in uh, in Madrid, was st stuck at the airport. So I dropped him a line and he said, no, no, it's, it's not for me. Uh, uh, and it was for the same guy that proposed me the hookup in uh, in in Peru. So I, I I called some friend in uh, in Madrid and I said, oh, yeah, there's this guy, he's, uh, he's stuck at the airport. And uh, and so they took care of him. And uh, and after he took took care of me in Peru. And I find it magic, you know, yeah. all these kind of things. And I arrived in Peru with, with nothing and. Uh, and I had a blast for a month, and and so on and so on. I I, I really like this fact to be, uh, yeah, confronted to the unexpected, and uh, yeah, something bad can happen sometimes. I mean, well, I mean that's part of life. I mean, it's part of life yeah. anyway. You know, yeah. you never have a life who's perfectly uh, straight. Mm. But, but I, I like that, and I, and I like the. There is a lot of things that I don't like in the in the. In the industry approach mm -hmm. of the body modification but there is something I really like about the community right uh, I, I think that's w probably one of the saddest things about the, the BME going away uh -huh. is the community fractured into so many different places yeah. and it's just not it's not yeah. one thing anymore it's yeah. not one family I know uh, one really good thing for me when uh, when we had I am mm -hmm. for example if I was going to uh, I was coming to Las Vegas I could like uh, okay uh, uh, 200 kilometers around uh, around Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I could send a message to all the people right. and say, "Hey guys, I'm around," and uh, and everybody know it. And, so, and since yeah, it's it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, I use Facebook, Instagram, whatever, like everyone. But most of the time, you know, I send uh, I post a message. Oh, I'm going to be in Las Vegas, and then it's me, my 40 friends from Europe mm -hmm. that like it. And nobody right. hear uh, hear about yeah. the, the the thing here. It's 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 becoming. Uh, yeah, everything is a little bit more it's, apart. It's, it's like detached. Yeah, it's, detached. It, it's community, but it's it's a distant yeah, community. Yeah, it's not a, it, yeah. it's not together. Yeah, yeah. but you know when uh, you know like uh, okay, I was going to Mexico uh, last month and I had no plan. I have one friend telling me, oh, I can hook you up, and another another one, another one. I spend uh, I spend I spend one month surfing on the on the on the on the scene, you know, uh, pretty pretty much going from one friend to the other, like being taken care of, uh, fed. Uh, they find me some work. I did some workshop. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. We yeah. we have we have something really interesting, mm -hmm. and I think we should 
we should do, do do the best with it. Yeah, yeah. All the different all the different communities around the world are still there. They're just not connected yeah, as yeah. much by the internet. You know, the the Brazilian community and yeah. Mexico and Germany and all like they have these really rich communities where everybody likes to take care of each other and work uh -huh. together. But um, yeah, it was, it, it's a little bit sad that the IM community isn't, uh -huh. isn't really there anymore. Uh -uh. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking to me. This is really nice. But it was really nice. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead back downstairs. Yes. All right. So it was really cool getting the chance to interview Lucas Sapira. You know, uh, being in kind of a privileged position of being on the APP board of directors, sometimes I get to hear some of the the conference news before it's released live. And uh, you know, when I knew that Lucas was going to be brought in as one of the speakers for the performance art exhibit, I knew that I had to try to grab an interview with him. So um, you know, I think it's important that if there's a, an artist in your life who has influenced you, you know, through their art, through their work, you know, whether it's uh, you know, bottom modification related or, or not, you know, you know, every now and then reach out and just say that you appreciate their artwork. You know, I know people appreciate that, whether it's musicians or wrestlers or your teachers or whatever, you know, just tell them thank you, especially with that perspective of time where you can say, oh, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 years ago, you know, what you did was really influential on my my life and my career and, and my art and my work now. So, you know, people really appreciate that kind of stuff. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of say that to Lucas, you know, and say thanks, you know, especially for the other people on BME that might not be able to have the opportunity to sit down and, and talk to him face to face. Um, I got a, a really nice uh, message from some of the, the people that were buying my shirts this week, you know, as cheesy as that sounds. Um, but I just wanted to say thank you to uh, Shelby Tarpley, especially, you know, sent me a really nice message uh, about listening to the podcast. Appreciate you and, you know, keep on listening. I'll, I'll try to make it worth your time. As I said, as I'm recording this, I'm getting ready to leave for UK APP. I still have a lot of work to get done. I have to uh, get one more episode queued up for you because I'm going to be gone for about two weeks. So that'll probably be that Kellen Smith interview. Um, I still have to finish one of my classes. Um, I've got a, a bunch of videos that I made for my nipple and navel class. I still have to edit maybe the last two or three of them and kind of polish up the slideshow for the sales class that I'm doing with Alex Wilkins. I have to get a couple more piercing and, and jewelry pictures in there so it's not just like text and text and text and text. But uh, I'm loving it. I'm going to BMXNet, get to see everybody there. Kel Belford is going to be a first-time instructor there. I'm excited to see her excitement for, for teaching. Uh, that kind of stuff really energizes people. You know, it's good to, to get in some fresh blood. Um, after I get back from BMXNet, I'll have to start prepping for Camp APP in Georgia and then uh, that Hamilton, Ontario class, Sunday, November 4th. Uh, again, you can go to precisionbodyarts.com seminars. You can get all the information from any classes that are open for registration. Uh, maybe buy a t-shirt if you feel like it while you're on there. But I uh, appreciate you all. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts LLC, all rights reserved.